Hey, it's Sky Brothers here. View from the cheap seats this week. We have an unbelievable guest. Uh, he played for in the NFL, had over ten thousand six hundred yards rushing, and now he's got a great acting career. He's Thomas Q. Jones. Man, did you have fun on the show? Man, I had a blast on this show. Thank we you so much deep. for inviting me. Yeah, we got super deep, man. It was early in the morning out here in the West Coast. Man, Listen, y'all, got man, my, y'all got my brain working early, man. Talk so. Issues. I'm yeah. talking issues. I'm saying, look, we got so deep, we put her butt to sleep. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. What's that mean, a beep reaper? You know, he does electronic music. Ooh. He's a beep reaper. Creeping on beepers. Cracking on deep sneakers. I'm a deep pack choker, choker. No motherfucking boat, yeah. I broke a boat. <laughs> Don't mean to go, I want to choke. It's a prep school. I'm overdriven. Oh shit, I'm so, I'm so fucking driven. <laughs> Hey, hey, honey. Hey, daddy. (laughs) Welcome to Twisting the Wind with Johnny Pemberton. That's me. That's it, and that's all, baby. That's me. Yeah, it's a hot one. Just dial it back. Dial it back, Jack. Roll off, roll off the fucking meds for a minute, okay? Yeah, roll off those hot meds. You got a hot med? No big deal. This is Twisting the Wind. I am Johnny Pemberton. You are listening to a crackly crisp of a beep reaping creep steep. I'm creeping on these peepers. You know what I'm saying? If you're peeping... If you like doing some peeping, you shouldn't be peeping. I'm creeping on you. I'm creeping on peepers, okay? I'm talking about beep rapers. You know about these beep rapers? That's what we're doing here on TTW, Twisting the Wind with Johnny Pemberton. Uh, this is episode 50. I think it is. If it, you know, we don't know until it happens, until we're in it. But we'll be in it soon, and it's gonna be, it's gonna be a real freaking duck. It's gonna be a duck ship, okay? I'm talking about a bird. Of substantial girth and presence, and like you know, it's got a meat to it. Uh, it can fly, can land on water, can swim in water. It can duck, dip deep into the water, 
So that's the kind of audio product we're dealing with here. It's a, it's a fucking multiverser. It's a, I don't like saying multiverse. It's like, it's like kind of a hackneyed expression. It's like something where like it can mean so much, you know, mul- the multiverse, honey. Oh, look out for the multiverse. Yeah. We all know it's true. You know what? That's the thing about the universe. So we all know we're we're here we're here in the middle of the middle of GD nowhere, but we're we're not in the middle of nowhere. We're in the, we are the exact opposite of nowhere. We are the somewhere, you know. We are the somewhere. We are the destination. That's what we are. Yeah, you know we all know that. We all know that shit's far away. <laughs> Shit's far away. That's probably the fucking dumbest thing I've ever said. There's something about that. When you say and shit, when you, and, and when you f- sentence a finish, when you finish a sentence, that's a great spinnerism, by the way. Sentence a finish. Finish a sentence. When you finish a sentence a finish with and shit, it's a pretty, it's not, it's okay. It's okay if you do. I do it. I've done and shit. I've tagged a same thing with and shit. But when you do that, you are telling people around you, you're just like putting out the unintelligible, not unintelligible, you're putting up the, you're just putting up the dummy bat signal. It's like, I remember very vividly in high school being at a quote unquote party, which really was just a bunch of people, like nine, nine or maybe 19 people hanging out in the backyard of some person's house whose parents were not home at the time, or maybe they just were home and didn't give a shit, which is, that's the, that's the best kind of parents. You know what I mean? I wish my parents were, didn't give a shit. And, um, we're hanging out talking and talking about college plans, what we want, what people want to do and stuff, you know, those dreams and stuff. And somebody, some girls like, I won't say her name, even though I do remember it. She's like, I don't want to just like eat good bread and shit. Meaning she just wanted to travel to Europe and just experience like, you know, culture in terms of its availability of fresh baked goods. She didn't want to just eat good bread and shit. Um, and shit, you know what I mean? And shit. Like, <laughs> that's just how you do it. You want to tag something? You want to write a script that makes people sound real? Just make a bunch of people from the Midwest saying, and shit, after everything. Like, hey, I don't know if I want to, I don't know if I want to just, like, buy a new car and shit. I don't know. <laughs> it's a great way to make anything sound dumb and just sort of, like, plebeian and pedestrian, pedestrian. I'm, what am I? I'm a fucking asshole. What am I here? Like, Mr. Judgment. God damn it. College word, motherfucker, me. Hey, you're listening to Twisting the Wind. This is Twisting the Wind on the Feral Audio Network. It's a really great podcasting network. There's all kinds of other great shows you got to check out. Uh, Call Chelsea Parade. It's super popular. I'm probably going to need to tell you about that. Conversations with Matt Dwyer. Outstanding. Matt Dwyer gets to the fucking bottom of shit because he's a... He is... How do I describe him? He's a... You know what? This has been said before. I don't know who said it, but he's a rugged individualist. That's a great one. Obviously, you know about the Duncan Trussell Family Hour, a great feral audio podcast. Um, Aaron McGathy has a great podcast as well. So many great things to listen to here on the Feral Audio Network. Brody Stevens. Ah, what a juggernaut of, of, of speech. 
That's what that's what Bernie Stevens will be filed under in the future. So these are all great things. Thank you for supporting Federal Audio. Thank you so much for for putting up with when my voice starts to change like this. I you know I'm trying to fix it. I've got an appointment next week with a gynecologist, a, a, a vocal gynecologist, a vocal gynecologist, a vocal a vocal gynecologist. Uh, he's he's insured he's insured me that I will never have to worry about meeting women again if I just buy a small puppy. Uh, I was in Santa Monica today and I uh, there was a, a man, a, a taller black gentleman, and a white lady bending over at her waist at sort of his crotch level. Looked like she was sucking his D on the sidewalk. Turns out she was just checking out a puppy he was holding at about, you know, waist level, penis height. So Sometimes you never know what you see when you see what you saw, what you thought you did when you saw it. So keep that in mind. Please be sure to rate and review the podcast. Also, a big thing that I haven't called to action before is subscribe please subscribe to the podcast so it's a regularly downloaded thing because contrary to previous versions of twisting the wind this is a regular bitch <laughs> she's, she's a regular bitch now uh, that's the, I, don't, I don't know who that's I don't, I don't know i don't i just don't know all i know is that the universe uh, we know we're not alone we can't be alone but yet, we still worry about dumb little things all the time. I sure do. God. I, so, so I think there's something about cars that just take people's brains and just fucking fry them down to the simplest, worst aspect. At least it does for me. If I could... Uh, I want to I never drive again. And if I just, it's just terrible. What a fucking, what a hell, what a, what a hell, hellish reality that dims the light of existence is traveling by auto by yourself in a fucking, just everything about it. Cause you, you can't look at anything you're passing by. I don't know about you, but I sure love to look at stuff. I love looking. I love to observe. There's nothing better than just looking, you know? That's why it's nice to ride the bus or something. You know, you can just, even though it kind of sucks, but you get to just look at stuff. Look at uh, either the weirdos you're riding with, or you get to look out that window. Just look at stuff. Or riding a bike or walking. You got you to gotta pace with which you can observe things and kind of take them in and evaluate it. Let it roll around your mouth like a, like a, like a wooden dowel or a piece of beaded glass that like Woody Harrelson chews on when he's acting. Something like that, you know, because Woody Harrelson always has like a, <laughs> a lozenge in his mouth when he's acting. So something like that. And I think that's the my, my big problem with auto travel is just the pace is too much. And there's just, it's just fucking shitty, man. God. And there's people who are driving Rolls Royces who, uh, you, you own a Rolls Royce and you're driving it. You're missing the point. <laughs> Seriously, you're missing the point. You're missing the point. You know, you're driving your fucking Rolls Royce. Uh, it's so comical. We live in such a fucking. We or I live in this this city of Los Angeles. Sure is a bag of of purple shit. That's what it is. Kind of, it's a bag of purple shit. But not necessarily not all of it. I, there I am. You know, generalizations. The universe is so broad. Why focus on the bag of purple shit that um, we don't actually live in? So. Thank you so much for rating and reviewing the podcast, those who, who have. Thank you so much for coming back to, to me. Uh, the 
<laughs> the email is twistingthewind at gmail.com. That's twistingthewind at gmail.com. Please email me with musical suggestions. Please email me with your band which a band will be featured later on the show that came from an email. Please email me with questions that you need to be answered, a.k.a. advice. I'll dispense. I'll dispense advice. I will. I'm about to in about a few seconds here. And uh, do all that stuff and more. Please go on feralaudio.com, the Twisting the Wind page, and check out all the behind-the-scenes action, like buying the music that's a, that's been promoted on the show. You, you can, can also, also check, check out, out the, 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 the guests' Twitter and other things they have available for purchase and for viewing and enjoyment. Also, if you go to that page, you can click on the Amazon link and buy yourself things you need to prop up your personal reality to make it better and it benefits twisting the wind and makes this expansive audio blaster continually able to shoot out even more blasts of good that's what that's what a castle sounds like if it could talk so thank thanks for all that stuff thanks for being a real good house to live in that's all i gotta say okay my guest today is shit, man. Shit, dog. This guy's cool. Uh, I think I talk about, I think pretty much anything I would say right now was eventually said in the midst of the podcast, but I'll say it again right now. Is this is like basically a virgin meeting? <laughs> uh, it is. Like, we, we don't know each other, this guest. We don't, we know well of each other, but it was something where you, you listener, are getting to listen to two people get to know each other and probably knowing about one of them already, which is me, because you listen to this enough. So maybe I'm not sure what that kind of experience would be like, but it it will be an experience. It is an audio pleasure future zone. So uh, thank you. What's that sound? Ooh, you know what that means? It's time to try out the advice column here on Twisting Nowhere. Okay, here it goes. Ryan writes to Twisting the Wind saying, I am a directionless college student. Listening to comedy albums and podcasts is the only thing I really like doing. Growing up, I thought I wanted to be an engineer because I enjoyed building things. But now that I'm here, I don't know how happy I'd be crunching numbers all day. So now I'm lost. I don't know how to move forward. I put all my focus in high school into math and science, but now the things that are most interesting are writing, film, and comedy. But I'm not any good or have any background in any of those. Dot, 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 dot. My question is, I feel like I can, I like I can already answer this question. <clears throat> my question is, should I bother pursuing those interests at this point in my life? I'm 20, by the way, and two years of working for me to decide to go to school, especially when the University of Utah doesn't have great programs for those areas, or should I look into math and healthcare or architecture or something else that is actually worth spending tuition on? Otherwise, I think I might try to double major in English and film or journalism. If you have advice on which of those would be more helpful, that would be awesome. Okay, this is an easy question to answer. It is, do what you are most interested in, always. 
There you go. That's it. Just do it because you're going to be fucking miserable if you go into math and science and you don't like it. But also, you can do both. There's all kinds of people who are like these crazy fucking lunatics who are can do it. They do everything. There's people who do all kinds of different stuff and who are... I don't know what I meant by that, but basically I mean there's people who are find ways to make math and science part of their writing and film and comedy or to take their comedy and writing and film and make it be about math and science. That's what makes certain comedians interesting is they have things that they aren't, they aren't just fucking comedians or writers. They have a life that existed prior or still or something that informs their art. And so I think it's great that you like that stuff and you should continue to like it because you, you wouldn't be doing it if you didn't like it a little bit but you should do you should do what you want to do man do what you want to do finish college I don't know if you should finish college I always think I shouldn't have finished college but I did but you know what you can't you can't go home again <laughs> and there you go that was the advice section of Twisting the Wind for the first round ever thank you for thank you for writing Ryan best of luck I don't think you're going to need it because you're, you're probably, you gotta, you got those numbers lined up and it's going to be good. Also, you're 20, which means you can still commit a fucking felony right now and be out in time to experience the prime of your life. So, man, that's awesome though. I just something, when I see this, when I see I'm 20, but at the same time, you know, it doesn't matter any age. That stuff is, that's such a thing. Like, oh, it's too late to do this. Oh, I guess it's too late for me to do the thing that I wanted to do to be happy. Oh, well, guess I'll just be fucking miserable and by proxy make those around me miserable as well. <gasps> that was the motorcycle sound. Oh, so don't do that. Don't be that character I just was. And thank you for listening to the Twist in the Wind Advice column. And now on to our interview with Greg Barris. I said the guest name. That's okay. Oh my God! Greg Barris, you okay? You got that? Hey, you I like, got it. Yeah. Like the right end? Uh, yeah. I don't I know. Did it. I did it right. Because this is sort of a weirdly done thing, isn't it? It's not so bad. Did you make that? No. Is it store purchased? Well, then I wouldn't say it's so great for. No, it's actually terrible, kind of. For, for like a purchase. For a product, thing. it's terrible. Yeah. Something I did, or you did, I would say, hey, that's not bad at all. But it was probably like some Russian slave laborer who did that, you know? Oh, yeah, they make the slave hookers yeah. on their downtime just roll joints nonstop. The weed hookers. I don't think it is because it would be better. If someone who was doing this. <laughs> that's true, you're right. It was nonstop. probably someone who had nothing to lose. They had. They had um, they had nothing to lose. They probably, it's probably the owner. They're like, fuck it. Fuck it. Where do I ash? Just I think just on the floor here. It's, it's concrete. The world is my ashtray. And there it goes. It's a... Um, <laughs> it didn't even know. It's going up the side. I have a little more here. <coughs> What's that? That's a... I think it's a Peter O'Toole line. The world is my ashtray? The guy was... I think he's like on a talk show. And the guy's looking for somewhere to ash, and he just said, the world is your ashtray. Which is not a very PC thing to say now. No. But at the time, it's funny. I mean, it's Peter O'Toole. He didn't mean I think anything. People, under, people overestimate the uh, the detriment of ash. It's not that bad. Yeah, totally. When I was like a, when I was like before I was eighteen, I was interested. I was really into cigars. <laughs> I was like sixteen, seventeen, because it was like something where you could like 
you know, you could legitimately be like, yeah, I like want to smoke the cigar because it's not like I'm getting high off it, and it's like a, something you can be like a connoisseur of because yeah. you're not allowed to drink or smoke Can't cigarettes yet. And uh, I remember reading like one of one of my cigar books how. One of the guys was like, cigar ash can actually be used to clean carpets. Oh, see that, Mom? <laughs> if you look in everything, there's a trace amounts of ash in everything. Yeah. Is that true? Yeah, look up. Go to nutritionalinformations.something. Oh, really? And look up any food, vegetable, fruit. Like it's got ash in it. We've all got a little bit of ash in us. Well, it's because it's just carbon, right? Isn't it just carbon or yeah. what? Yeah, I guess so. So it's out know. there. So you, are you really into to, uh, nutrition? You're a healthy guy. I go in and out of like health periods. Yeah, I, I have a good base healthness. Right, it's maybe a little overboard for regular people, but then I also put, should I put it out, or you want to keep going? I'm okay. gonna keep going. Got it. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, you so you have a base thing that's higher than most. You're saying. I mean, I smoke a lot of weed. Okay. I do smoke spliffs. I like a spliff also. You mean tobacco and. Weed. Marijuana together. Me too. I prefer that, actually. Yeah. I oh, much prefer that. God, That's why you can that. see my little travel pack over there. What kind of tobacco do you use? I use some of the Bali Shag, if it's available. Oh, I got some Bali Shag. Oh, look at us. Yeah. You know, I like those <laughs> Norwegian Shag. You ever get any of that? I haven't had it, but I... Peter Stockaby. Norwe- Norwegian Shag. Norwegian Shag. Hmm. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah, the mixture is good. It's a good mix. The rolling the cigarettes, I liked it. I got into it because of... Uh, we're just going to talk about whatever, right? Yeah. Dude, I fell in love with this girl like a year and right. a half ago. She was rolling cigarettes. I've never smoked it in my life. I never, ever, ever did it. You never even inhaled maybe like weed six, smoke, maybe ten, never, never ten cigarettes my whole life. Like, okay. It's just because I was trying to be cool for a girl, right? Started to roll cigarettes with this girl. Then I just over. got into it. All yeah. this last year I've been doing it. And then and then maybe like a month and a half ago I it was the last time I bought a pack of Rollies, so I've kind of stopped and I'm just doing spliffs with mm-hmm. like I'll ask someone for a cigarette and I'll break it up and I'll make like three spliffs out of it. You nice. Know? And I'm trying not to buy it. Yeah, I think when you buy, that's the thing, that's the difference between a smoker and a non smoker or someone who's a casual smoker or someone who's a supremely casual smoker, which I consider myself, where the most I'll ever smoke is like a cigarette a day. Yeah. That's like a lot too. Yeah. So I like a spliff. How many spliffs are you smoking? Um, I smoke none. Oh. Yeah. Oh, like how, how many a day, you mean? Well, you said you prefer a split. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's more if I'm, I'm going to imbibe in, um, you know, if I'm going to imbibe in weed. I will oh, I, I, will, I will. take it as a spliff. I would prefer to take it as a spliff. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah. It's, it's a like double it's a, thing. It's it is. It's good. It's fun. Weed chat. Weed. I, bro- I broke down today and bought the Bally Shack, though. You did? That's the first. And then it was because... Of a lot of emotional reasons, I think. Did you get the yellow, emotional. the red, or the blue? I couldn't remember which one I wanted. I remember that there was one that was, like, too heavy, and I didn't like... Blue's too heavy. Yeah, I just bought the blue and realized <laughs> it was the But you know blue. what? The blue is full flavor. It's it is a much. lot of flavor. It's like pipe tobacco. It is, but the good thing about it's that gross. is it makes you smoke less, because you're sort of, like, so, um... You're just encumbered by the I fucking I just want to give it away to intensity. a bum. That's what I want to do with it. I hate it. I, I wonder remember. what a bum would think about that. And I was looking on the packages yeah. with the woman, and it didn't even say on any package. It doesn't, does it? Because I know one says light, Weizen or something like that. Oh, shit. I just didn't. And one says... I didn't see that. The, the red is regular, yellow is light, and the blue is... Yes, it's granddaddy. Maybe I like regular. I don't know. This is way too much, you know? Yeah. There's also um, Captain Black. You ever smoke any of that? No. Ugh, get I'm away. Not, I'm not a real tobaccist. I, 
I I just became a real loser last year, you know? Right. But that's the thing. is like, I'm super healthy, dude. Then I was smoking cigarettes, but also, like, I fucking sprout broccoli. What do you mean you sprout broccoli? I think that's a pretty straightforward statement. So you take broccoli seeds and you sprout them? Put them in a jar. Right. Soak them overnight. Okay. Drain out all the water. Mm-hmm. Let the seeds sit. Right. Wash them out two times a day. Three days go by, you got fucking broccoli. I do love sprouts, man. I really do love sprouts. They're the healthiest thing for you, They're period. Great. Tons of healthy. nitrogen. Tons of... Uh, Nitrogen, and what else you got there? Live enzymes. Live enzymes. This is not what anyone wants to talk about. No, it is. This, no, this is, this is very much in the, in the realm of this podcast, believe me. I've had really? many people who are, who are, who are uh, professional gardeners on here. We've talked to people. This is not like a comedy podcast. I'm into live enzymes. Honestly, if I'd rather hear about live enzymes more than any comedy story. You know <laughs> I'm what? I'm not kidding. I'm really interested in live enzymes. Uh, you're talking about, I've made my own sour. I have to stop right now and just say this one thing. Uh, to listeners, and just to acknowledge it here, is that Greg and I have barely ever talked to each other. We, don't, we do not know each other. No, we really don't know we each other. We basically do not know each other at all. We've, we've wanted to hang out. Yeah. But we never have. And you live in New York, and I live in Los Angeles. And... Yeah, we basically never... This is the most we've ever talked. We've been talking for like five minutes. This is 100% the so, most we've ever talked. So that's why this is cool, because we're, we're basically publicly breaking bread here and breaking ground conversationally like the first time. There's just stuff that like people who listen to this know, and just everyone knows like, oh yeah, Johnny likes this, but you don't know that. I don't know the things about you. It's the yeah. same thing, like like such as enzymes. Yeah, so uh, yeah, I'm interested in enzymes. So Dude. Long story short, interested in enzymes. I've, I love enzymes, you yeah. know. You know, I'm into uh, cellular uh, degeneration. Okay. I'm into macrophage T-cells. I don't know about macrophage oh, T-cells. I'm into that stuff. I'm into tea. I'm a tea I guy. I love tea, dude. I don't drink yeah. caffeine. I only do well, you, tisans you, or tea, herbal teas as well. Oh, you don't say. even drink black tea? No. See, I love black tea because you, you know why? It's because of the caffeine. I yeah. like the caffeine well, of yeah. black tea. The black tea buzz is superior to a coffee buzz in many ways, I think. Which is why you see those teas over there in a little. That's a little tea section. That's my tea section. I like that. That's nice. You know that those all are basic tea. They typically do loose leaf. Just saying. all T E A all tea, like black tea, right? Darjeeling tea. It's all green tea. Do you know that? Well, it's all from the same plant, Camellia sinensis. Yeah. yeah, it's just the black tea is it's aged. Just what they do to it yeah. later. It's so weird. When I first learned that, I could. I was really blown away. People get like, upset. It's not possible. The only exception is a little bit is oolong, but even then, it's still the same thing. Yeah, like a herbal concoction guy, like rooibos and honeybush and calendula. What about calendula? Hibiscus. Yeah, hibiscus. Hibiscus. Man, hit me with that. If just listeners, if you haven't had hibiscus tea. I mean, it's one of those things where it's hard to not like hibiscus tea. I also like things like um, like almond or coconut milk. Oh, with yeah. Turmeric and like uh, propolis. <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah, so almond and coconut like milk with turmeric and what's propolis? Oh, man. It's the like bee. It's the bee stuff. Is this like the royal jelly that we're talking about here? Similar to the royal jelly. The okay. propolis is like... You, God. The bees have, make a substance called propolis, which is like when they're out collecting um, you know, pollen. pollen, they get a lot of other plant material all over their body. Right. right? So all these like plant and so it's basically... It's, so it's come, dirt. It's, it's basically it's, plant dirt. And they bees. come in... Yeah. It's bee dirt. So how do they get this? Do they wash a bunch there's of a, bees? There's pads... On the hives right. that the bees come into and they roll around on to collect the stuff. 
and then the hives are coated with this stuff right it's everywhere it like seals a hive up and it's like uh antimicrobial antifungal antibacterial uh, i'm trying so hard not to laugh right now not because this is bullshit (laughs) more just because the idea of just how many products that bees have like you know honey would be good enough Honey would be fine. If they just if they just did honey and nothing else, people would be like, thank you guys so much. Yeah, totally. What, you, what you're doing is worth the sting. We appreciate it. Like, thank you for honey. It's so fucking good. It's great. It doesn't go bad. It's sweet. You know, it's just the perfect food. Oh, you do, you do other things? Oh, okay. You yeah. Know, it's oh, like, oh. Like, tell oh. me about your graphic design work. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> oh, we, uh, we work exclusively in hexagons. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, you've made a small hadron collider. (laughs) (laughs) Basically, you're doing that, aren't they? The fucking bees. And then we just kill them. Yeah. We need to stop killing the bees, all right? Stop spraying pesticides on the bees. If you have bees, uh, you know, share some love, you know, tell them that you appreciate them. What you don't know is that this podcast, the last two episodes, I talk a lot about bees because I have a community garden across the street from where I live, and we recently got bees. And I got stung by one of these bees uh, for like the first, that's the first time I've been stung in about 15 years or maybe more, maybe 20 years. Did it hurt? It hurt, but it wasn't, didn't hurt as bad as I thought it might have hurt. It also was something where like I just sort of, um, I don't know, like it hurt, but I was sort of just so surprised and interested in the fact I'd just been stung. I was like, wow, this is okay. I just got stung. I'm cool. I'm okay. It's going to be okay. Yeah. Don't panic. Yeah, exactly. Just do what you're, do what you know, what you're trained to do. Stop, drop, roll. And those bees are, they're, they were being maniacs. They were being fucking maniacs to the point where I was like not happy with them because this new hive wasn't settled, I guess. And they're just so aggressive. And I'm, I, you know, I'm really? pretty cool with bees. I'm cool with them. Like when I, when my basil goes to flower in the late summer, it'll be like a, a hedge of it and there'll be so many bees on it, like 40 or 50 bees just hopping around. I can work right next to them, no problem. I don't have to even think about getting stung because I know they're They're, they're, they're cool, relaxed. they're doing their thing, you're doing your thing. But this thing ha- can happen every time I go over the garden, I get harassed, like immediately, like I'm getting fucking, hey, get out of you know? I'm like, this isn't normal. So Is there some kind of thing you can wear to where the is. bees will become more familiar with you? No, not like protection-wise, so. but it's like, oh, this it's that triangle guy, or well, it's like the a, uh, yeah, I don't it's know about giant that. bee thing, or I don't know. I, I don't wish know. there was, but I would wear that. What if you could learn like a bee dance, and you could do it with your <laughs> hand, you know, and do like a little bee dance with your hand? That do means like the, it's okay, I'm just sh- coming in to help I'm, you guys, I'm your friend. Guys, I'm not even going to touch your hive. Yeah, if, yeah exactly. And then they'd be like, you don't have to talk like that. That's rude. I wish it was, but evidently they're just getting situated. Well, yeah. I don't know too much about uh, dealing with bees like that. You but know. you do know about prop, uh, prop, propolis. 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 People say all okay. kinds of different things. So then what, if, that's that, if that's what you just explained what it is, what is the royal jelly, the pollen stuff? What that's that? the stuff that they feed t- exclusively to, the I think, the queen bee. Oh, so that's what they're bringing her. Yeah, that's what they bring her. And she's popping yeah. out like, you know... Hundreds or thousands of things a day, you right? Know? And for I think up to like thirty years or something crazy. Oh, I, I might be crazy that. wrong on I that. I think that might be wrong. Mm. But uh, maybe um, forty-six years. I bet it's longer than we expect. I know a couple other crazy things about bees, but you're going to say something. I'm getting excited. Um, no. This is like I'm like the Jack Hanna of the show. This is great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I do. I don't know what I was going to say. I think I just was going to say yes. Yeah, it's probably bees. not thirty years long. Yes, Queen does not live yeah, thirty years. I don't years. think it does live that long. I was wrong on that. You know. Mm. Not a, not a shame. So, what about this other thing you were gonna say? Bees, um, 
like let's say they uh, there's a special kind of bee that like has different arms. It's got a different set of arms to build the hive, right? So it's not a drone. It's not just like an arm, like a building bee. So let's say let's say the hive gets like attacked and like those bees die for some reason. The hive's dead. Just uh, however many of those bees go down. Uh, some other rank of bee, like a worker bee or a drone bee, right. will come, grow those arms, and just start doing that stuff. Oh my! And it'll be God. the first time they ever did it, and they'll do it exactly right. Right? That's outstanding. It's really interesting. I didn't know that. And that, and that's true for every uh, part of the beehive. Wow! So someone will just take over and Except just know for the what queen, to do. Right? You can't they step can, into that. What can they you? can do is they take a larva, yeah, and they they feed it the royal jelly, and they turn it into a queen. Oh, wow. Yeah, so that's what they do. They feed you different concoctions as a larval stage, and that's what turns you into what you become. Hmm. And they and they that's know so how to do all that. I don't know, just because. They're like programmers. They're like the weird, uh, they're like computers, basically, huh? They're just these weird little computers that, are, that do a very good job. Yeah, it's crazy. That's all they are. They're just fucking little computers. So That's all we are, man. How, where did you learn about what you learned about bees? The internet. Just internet? Internet. Is there any particular book that you find interesting about insects or anything like that? Or anything with regards to bee, uh, bee product eating and benefits of bee products? I don't think I could recommend a okay. specific source. You know, there's a varied sources out right. there. It's clinical studies, lots of good stuff. Mm-hmm. Get in there. Get involved. Yeah. I mean, I do make smoothies. <clears throat> so, um, But I think I should probably incorporate some, uh, <laughs> whatever it is, uh, bee dirt. Yeah, I guess some a bee dirt, dirt in of your a, smoothie. Dirt of get a bee's blue, body. Get that blue-green algae. You're doing that kind of stuff in I do there. a little blue-green, yeah. Yeah, get that That's in there. good. That's, like, super good. What else do you want to put in there? So what do you like to eat besides supplements? I don't really eat supplements. You know what I mean? Like, those are those are things that oh, are... like, weird little things? Yeah, you can't, like, just have a big Sustain plate of that. propaglycol. I'm a salad man. You have a big salad guy? A salad day. Salad's good. French fries. French fries are Chips. good. Chips. Chips. Flax. I don't really like flax. No, no flax you know what? Okay. It's like, it's not that good. Yeah, I think it, um, I'm not a huge fan of flax. I do like some certain chips that incorporate the flax seed. It's pretty good. I'm just a chip nut, man. I cannot yeah. help myself. I think it's like some kind of like uh, me not dealing with, you know, like repressed childhood drama. <laughs> it's chips. Me freaking out over chips. It would make sense. Snacks. I'm a snack lunatic. Uh, I'm a big old I snack I could gain eight pounds at someone's house party on accident just because of some kind of snack accident. I've, I've always had problems on the set of uh, the set of any film or TV show is always, if you're a snack addict, it's just like you have to have a supreme willpower or give up. Yeah, because there's just the amount of st- everything is a snack, and then the meals are you know, but everything is a snack, and there's, there's nothing to do, and you're just sitting around, and then the snacks are there, and then they're then they're the guy that was by the snack table all day, and you're like, don't yeah. just get away, get away, and then you're there still. Yep, and you keep like checking in, like, oh maybe what, what's we got? Oh, we got that now. We got some of those now. Huh? That person's excited because they're bored. They're happy to see you. Yeah, you're doing snacks. bits, snacks, trapped with snacks. You go to a house party, yeah, and you're trapped there. That person baked a lot of stuff, and they're excited to have all these snacks. Snacks are exciting. <laughs> Fucking love snacks. Oh, man. So you uh, you grew up in New York. New York? I did not grow up in New but York. But you lived no, there. I was born in New York City. You were born in New York City. I grew up in Central Florida. What part of New York City were you born in? I was born at NYU Medical Center. Okay. That's like... I don't that's, really know. That's like that's Midtown or something? It's East the Village. Side. I think it's on like 2nd Avenue and like... Right. 
It's a nice place. Yeah, it's a wonderful. It's a good spot of the city. They circumcise me there. Uh, Yeah, they they just do that by default at NYU. Yeah. And then you got shipped down to Florida. Shipped down to Florida, raised down the. So where in Florida did you grow up? Winter Haven, between Orlando and Tampa. Okay. Water ski capital of the world, Jen. Really? Yeah. I believe it's not far from the lightning strike capital of the world. Yeah, it's probably right there. Either Ocala or, um, I think it's Tampa. It's probably Tampa, St. Petersburg or something, yeah. right? Okay. I mean, it's right there. It might be Ocala. 30 minutes away. Is Ocala the, is like three hours away. But which is a lot of lightning. The we got a lot of lightning. Yeah. There's a lot of horses in Ocala. There's horses. I don't know. I lived in Florida for a while. That's why I know about Ocala. Where? I lived Where in Tallahassee. Oh, look at that. Yeah. I've been up to Tallahassee. Tallahassee. <laughs> Tally <laughs> Good old boys. Let's turn the show into a good old boy yeah, show. I went up to Tallahassee. You ever eat a manatee, Pemberton? Oh, man. I just hit him with my boat. <laughs> hit a ski jump. You're going on that ski do. You hit you that do, manatee. You do just... a lot of water skiing. Pow, pow. No, I never want to. I've water skied as a kid in yeah, Minnesota. What? In the lakes. You didn't do it in Florida? Nope. I did. I went to college there. So my experience of Florida is not like normal. It's collegiate. That's uh, FSU? Yeah. Whew. FSU. Florida State University. I went there. What years? Went there. I graduated in two. Something like that. Yeah, something yeah. like Wink. Oh, man, <laughs> me too. I'm something like that. Wow. Yeah. I, I didn't go there. Where did you go? I went to the University of Central Florida in Orlando. Okay. Yeah, I went down there one time for a John Stewart concert. Oh, wow. To see John Stewart do stand-up and i was really excited i met him afterwards and he signed my book I that he wrote that. i saw lewis black there i think I yeah my friend steven saw him afterwards too and he met him afterwards as well uh, i wonder if you know steven shore you, you, probably, know. you probably don't who knows maybe i don't remember anyone from college college is like a yeah. weird streaking blur in my mind i suppose but florida is florida Orlando. i didn't go to fsu no you went to Orlando. you lived in orlando i was i could have i just didn't do it i should have probably so, you spent some time in Orlando, and then after Orlando, you moved to... Boom. Uh, to know. <laughs> New York City? Yeah, I moved to New York City. But you grew there. up in Florida. So, I'm you say Florida you grew up boy. in Florida. I say that, yeah. I say I grew up there. Yeah. Florida is a very unique place that I think is... Uh, it, gets, it gets maligned way too much. Well, it's a big state, much it's like huge. California. It's very big. But, yeah. it, but different than California, it's harder to get from one end to the other... Yeah. Because you have to go, like, out of your way. Yeah. You have to go north before you can go east. Yeah. Definitely. But it's, like, um, melting pot-ish, but it's also very redneck, and it's very rural. rural. I mean, I feel like the rednecks that I met in North Florida, the Gulf Coast, are the rednecks. That's the best redneck. Those are, like, the... Those are like the um, the royalty of rednecks. The I Redneck like. Riviera yeah. is what that area is called. And that it my is? brother went to the University of West Florida. Okay, which is in Pensacola. That's Pensacola. Yeah. It is Pensacola. Boom. Pensacola, great place. Um, never been there, but Florida. Yeah, this is a real big uh, Florida push right here. It get is. down to Florida. This, See some local down, stuff. Get down to Florida. Do whatever you want because everyone you want is doing it. Yeah. Oh my God, that's beautiful. Do and you, oranges. Oranges. Uh, <laughs> Oxycontin. Oxycontin. You, oranges. Do you like manatee? Do you want to hug a manatee? Do you want to dip chips in shitty salsa? Maybe eat some grouper. Florida. <laughs> Are you interested in uh, evading taxes? Florida. Are you a deposed South American Florida. dictator who wants to have a lawn in a pool? Florida. Do you want to wait as the federal Supreme Court adjudicates your case over the next six years and live in, live in, uh, live in comfort? Florida. 
Would you like to have grass? Florida. That's very hard to cut because it's thick. Would you like to go to St. Augustine? Florida. The oldest city in America. Oldest city in America. Florida. Plus, we got a lot of cocaine. Florida. Do you like Cuban foods? Then you're going to have a plantain. Florida. Everybody doesn't speak English. Florida. In certain parts of Miami. Florida. Florida, Florida, Florida. It's still Florida. part of the Bible Belt. Florida. But it's a peninsula jutting out into the ocean. It's the first stop for refugees from the Caribbean. Uh, gonna be underwater in 6 to 12 years. <laughs> Florida. Did you ever read that article about, uh, what's the big lake, Okalachi, the big one in the middle? Okeechobee. Okeechobee, right. How it's just being overrun with uh, exotic reptiles, like fucking boa constrictors and shit. Well, the thing is, is there was a guy who was raising, I think, pythons. Yeah, pythons. And then during the last hurricane, the whole structure Uh was destroyed and and a lot of the pythons escaped and they have no natural uh, predator there. So they are breeding. And it's like the perfect environment for them. Mm -hmm. So they're just becoming, there's probably most likely like 40 foot snakes out there. They're catching like a lot of giant ones all the time. And now you can get money if you kill them because they're like way, 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 way too many. terrible. They show up at people's houses, like in the suburbs, like, oh, I got a fucking 19 foot snake on my front door. It's nuts. Yeah. And it's only getting worse. It's only getting worse. But you can go down there. If you're looking for something fun to do with the kids this summer, not looking to do the regular tourist thing, why don't you guys get an airboat, get some rifles, get down to the Okeechobee (laughs) Reserve, catch yourself some python. Kill them for sport and money. (laughs) Every every python pal will net you $27 due to the the federal government stipend of python death every every python pelt received gets you a net worth of twenty dollars or a gas voucher or a five hundred dollar tax break (laughs) not usable in your home state pelts must be received within 30 days of kill Uh, we're not far off from that, really. You get, a, you get a tax break, tax shelter. I remember the one time I saw something. This is, I think, my right as I left Florida. Maybe it was when I was still in Florida. About there was some guy in the news, like a, like a fat white dude with no shirt on, chasing an emu, and he was like getting injured trying to catch his emu. <laughs> like, why the fuck is this happening? Florida why? has emus. I, ever since I was yeah. a kid, it's like a thing. And do you know why he was raising them though? Because you get a fucking tax break. Oh. That's why this idiot, this fat idiot redneck dude's raising these emus, not because he wants to have emus or for anything other than, it's like some weird... Here's some the thing, it's like... Crazy <laughs> tax, tax shelter because you're farming emus. It makes me feel like I don't have my shit together. <laughs> when, when you're not um, doing stuff like that? Well, this guy, um, we're making fun of him, yeah. and he's chasing down his emu, but I'm not even anywhere near, not only do I not know about that, but I'm not even anywhere near like be able to file the paper paperwork and get the emu and get all this stuff together so i can have this tax break and do all the things right you know suppose you have to be a landowner oh my god i think being a landowner is one of those things in this country if you are a landowner at this point you just got a lot of a lot of pros to that there's a lot of overhead with being a landowner you don't have as much freedom you know yeah well it depends on what state you live in i suppose and it depends on 
what kind of freedom you think you need. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> try yeah. to tie me down. Perfectly. I'm trying to tie you down to get you say something bad about the federal government. <laughs> <laughs> if it wasn't for the federal government, uh, we wouldn't enjoy all the freedoms we enjoy. Right, exactly. So that's why I want you to sign this affidavit, Greg Barris. <laughs> Done. They have my, uh, you know, I can, can I sign with my retina? Oh, yeah, you, you're on your way, I think. Are you a, a technophobe or a Inside or outside. Wait, am I a technophobe? <laughs> are you like a... Are you like interested in the promises of new coming technology, or are you sort of wary of it? I am uh, just. I just. I stand right on the razor's edge. You do. And just see what happens. You kind of just like watching. Like you're I, not going to. I participate and I check right. it out and I see. No. Yes. But you also it, go, participate in like royal jelly. <laughs> totally. I'm <laughs> Which on is all, all ends tech, of it. I go. Right? Oh my god. That is a perfect term. I love that term. Ancient, ancient tech. tech. Yeah. Did tech? I'm into ancient tech. tech oh, tech, I'm into tech. technology. I'm into ancient tech. I'm into ancient tech. Ancient tech. I guess that's the name of the podcast. Sacred no, tech. tech. Plant. I'm also into plant technology. Plant tech. plant tech. So tell me more about the plant stuff. I want to, know, I want to talk more about plant stuff. Let's just get real hippie deep. I'm comfortable with I that. I make tinctures. Yes. Yes. Ah! Yes. <laughs> Tinctures. Bow, 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 bow. Oh, that is exactly what I wanted if to hear. If your panties have not been dropped, now is probably the time. Also, don't forget, if you're in public, <laughs> might want to whip out that towel. Because <laughs> <laughs> you just got dropped with the word tincture, tincture, tincture. What is a tincture? Tell us. So you want to get some high quality grain alcohol, something like that, an alcohol that's got like 90 proof, you know. Very high. And then you're going to get a product, any kind of plant product, you know, so mm-hmm. you could, you could say, you could take like, um, you could take ginseng, right. huh? or you marijuana. could take marijuana, you could take weed, right? You take your thing of you weed, take, take your, like, you got your little eighth of weed, yep. you grind that up, you get like a jar with a, like, that's like a small jar for like three ounces or something with a little screw top that's right. like all metal. Like a, like a, like a uh, masonry jar. Yeah. Canning a jar. masonry jar. There yeah. you go. You put uh, half weed in there and then fill the rest of it up with uh, the grain alcohol you can let that sit for about you know two and a half three weeks right that's gonna and then you just strain out the weed and we'll have extracted and the all essence. that liquid is like liquid thc and then or easy? what you could do is if you want to do it a different way and it's a different type of extraction it's not as potent but right. you could do um you boil it for like an hour right in the jar in the liquid, and then mm-hmm. you strain it, and then you'll get a lot out of it too. And you could do—that's probably what people. Doesn't get. boiling also kill a lot of things, or take it, it removes a lot of things? I think, doesn't it? You're For kill whatever enzymes are in there. But if you're getting yeah. the dried weed anyway, they're probably mostly dead right. anyway. I don't know, you know. Because I thought the whole thing with uh, the weed thing, just specifically, was that if you heat it to boiling point, it um, burns off some of the THC. Well, you're keeping everything in the in the alcohol, and that's going right. to absorb the thc and that's why you're burning it off so it gets it off of the plant and it gets it off the plant into the liquid and then you're going to strain oh you're out boiling everything. it in alcohol yeah you take it in oh, the jar okay, and you put alcohol, the grain alcohol in there oh, okay i get it now because the alcohol only boils at 100 degrees yeah yeah so it's got oh in that case yeah. so you're taking the pot you're gonna fill the pot with water you're gonna put the jar with all the stuff in it seal the jar put the jar in the pot with water boil that a shit. double boiler 
And then you're right. going to take the jar out and you're going to strain it maybe with a cloth or, you know, metal strainer. Got it. And that's even, and then there's even like even more deep ways. There's a stuff called Samson oil and you can, that's like wow. a much heavier extraction process when you're getting into like medical grade stuff for like, if you're like trying to treat someone with cancer or something. So what kind of tinctures have you made? I have made a broccoli sprout tincture. Wow. Yeah. Really good into the some broccoli exciting sprouts. stuff. The broccoli broccoli sprouts. sprouts have some crazy shit going on, Pemberton. I'm not gonna <laughs> tell me, lie, tell bro. Me, I wanna know, I wanna know. The third day, the broccoli is sprouting. They have like a hundred plus times as many like live wow. uh, enzymes and other nutritional things going on. Right. Um, and then, so if you can eat that third day sprouting third day. broccoli over and over again, your body starts to create an, uh, an enzyme that a new enzyme, your body creates right. it called like a selatenophase or something like that. Right. Sounds like tripping with balls. an S right. Yeah. It's uh, <laughs> that thing is like a crazy, hey, I'm using the word crazy a lot. Intense. Maybe you, know. you could also substitute it for intense or, uh, I mean, it's just really good for your immune system. Okay. It's good for your, these, uh, things that like mm. go and like alert your body of like, Hey, this is bad. Those things. I think, you know, I right. forget what those are called, but, um, yeah, I'm immune responders or something. I don't really know exactly. Uh, there's a lot of misspeaking going on by me. I, I just realized earlier I said masonry jar when I meant to say mason jar. We all knew what you meant. I meant I knew what you meant. I know, but I just realized that I knew what I meant, but I didn't say what I the word I knew it, that I knew. I'm interested in these enzymes. I'm gonna have to do this now. Enzymes are good for you, you know, during your um, pregnancy process of uh, pregnancy, <laughs> and also right. when you're. Um, I thought you were going to fill that one in too. When your uh, when your cells are degrading, uh, degeneration. Yeah, oxidation. Oxidation. Ugh. Oh my god. Oxidizing agents are the Get worst. Unless you're cleaning a carpet. Metabolization is the uh, most destructive thing on your body. It's the most taxing thing. Mm-hmm. You know. What do you think about that guy Aubrey de Grey? Do you know anything about him? I don't know. Who's that guy? He is this. I think I'm saying his name right. He is a scientist who studies age, and he has a very, very long beard. Oh, that beard. big beard guy. Yeah. If you can live long He's enough got the to famous, live forever. Yeah, famous TED Talk. Yeah, I saw famous that TED early Talk. early TED Talk. But he's written that's a... That's when it meant something to have a TED Talk. It did, I know. Now they just give everybody a TED it's Talk. It's funny how that's changed. Or not fun, but funny. It's There's nothing funny. fun about it. But that guy, yeah, because his whole thing is about the... Um, that sort of... Well... Living yeah. a long time. You know, I guess mm-hmm. I want to live a long time. I want to go to 145. You do? Yeah. Is that your goal? Yeah, 145. I'm going to save a baby on my birthday. I'm going to have a heart attack and die. Do you, um, what do you think about uh, Ray Kurzweil? Singularity dude. Right. Because he is really into a lot of vitamin stuff as well. And I think for for similar reasons, it's because he thinks he can sort of evade the devil or evade the reaper. Uh, well, I, yeah, he wants his brain downloaded into a computer. He does. And he thinks if he can live long enough, we'll have the technology with which to provide that for him. You know, that is, that is like what we're just like that afraid of death. Right. Well, I mean, it's like going to have a whole like philosophy built around like, and like, like, uh, I don't know. Anti-aging or just living forever. I think Ray Kurzweil is really smart and really interesting. But I also think he suffers from the same thing a lot of other people do, which is having their life's mission be informed by 
something that happened to their parents. It says dad died really young. And he, it's like it's, Batman. Yeah. So it's like a big thing for him is not to, to die and leave uh, his family alone because he died. So I think that, that informs a lot of what he does, which, you know, I guess it's great because he's passionate about it. He's, uh, and that's what drives him. Yeah, but is there a fear of death? Is in that like some kind of drive? Are you how afraid of you? How afraid of you are to die? Is it? I mean, I don't know. I think about this a lot because I feel like I have very low fear of death, um, but just because of all the health problems I've had, like with having like my, I had my large intestine removed when I was uh, twenty one, twenty years old because I had colitis for a long wow. time. Wow. So you know, I've always been really sick. And um, I guess having that major surgery that took like you know two big time surgeries, something about that I feel like makes at least pain, which I guess pain when it comes down to pain is uh, like the closest thing we have to it's like a reminder of death, right? I mean, pain is like a thing where it's it's like you're it's bringing you proxy to death because it's at least in my mind it is. So I feel like if you have a high tolerance for pain or pain is doesn't mean a whole lot to you then maybe you are closer, you feel more comfortable with death, but also, that's, I don't know if that really makes sense all completely, you know? I, I think it does, yeah. You know, yeah. I think that uh, <clears throat> the, the, the more comfortable we are with death, it, it relates to this, like, just being, having new experiences and kind of expanding what you expect of things and what you think things are. It makes you more comfortable with death, I think. Right. What do you think, what is your comfort level with death? I don't want to die, you know, but yeah. it's going to happen and I uh it's going to happen. And I'm I'm totally on board it being something I I just don't like the idea of it of non-existence. So I guess I play around with all the concepts and uh Yeah, I know you're saying. I, you know, and I'm ready. I guess I'm ready for my death at any time. Mhm. Do you think that you'll sort of achieve some sort of, um, I mean, what's the word, like idea of collective consciousness or something where sort of death, it doesn't, doesn't really exist because if you're part of everything, you don't ever actually die. Sure. I like all that stuff, mm-hmm. you know? Yes, there's a lot of that I, stuff. <laughs> I like that stuff. I like it, but I, I kind of, it's, you know... I've, I'd like psychedelic drugs because it gets you out of whatever mind construct you're in right now. It so it maybe it gives you an idea of like maybe being dead is like that because you're experiencing, you know, even knowing you know, it's just definitely not like this. And it's, right. you know, maybe there's something else, you know, that's kind of like that or I don't know. So that's something. But then it's like. You know, nobody knows, but no one knows. Nobody knows. Ain't nobody. Don't let anybody ever tell you that. Nobody knows. That's <laughs> the one thing that's our all common ground that we all have is that not nobody know nothing about not a ding, ding, dang, ding, 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 ding. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. I think I, I think I've met that guy. Yeah. yeah. I've heard that old saying before. Yeah. Nobody know not a nothing about a not a ding, ding, dong. Not a ding, ding, Something that sort of degrades into something else. But yeah, death. Yeah, death. 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 I think about my dad dying all the time. Is he dead? Ah, he's not dead. He okay. turned seventy-five today. I wow. guess that's probably what I was thinking about dying. Yeah, that's still this this day and age. That's not a bad age to have at this day. I wrote him a letter that was like seventy-five, a hundred more to go. If you're not being a baby about it, right. he's always being a baby about it. He's like, I don't, I don't really. Know. I'm like, what do you get? Out of, lose some weight. You guys, you, you and your dad really close. 
Yeah, I guess we're pretty close. Do you guys like? Did you hang out in your formative years doing anything? Any activity that's really interesting that you'd like to talk about? Dude, we went water skiing almost water every skiing. day. How about that? That's I lived on a cool. lake. My dad would wake us up. Oh my god, he would wake us up at five a.m. and we would go water skiing Damn. before school. How about that? That's fucking awesome. It's not awesome. Yes, I was it is. So tired. I go, well, why are you so tired, so Greg? Because I had to go time. water skiing in the lake this morning <laughs> with my time. dad. Oh, I love tired. that. Man, it's so cool. Florida is it's Florida's like that it's in a weird way where it's like California but it's not it's like this weird yeah it's a it's like the opposite but it shares a lot of the things that are the same I don't we know. got alligators gators you ever had a gator eat a dog no you ever I, had a dog growing up we had a bunch of dogs our dogs uh they would they knew how to handle a gator they had a tangle <laughs> they had a tangle with that gator we had a lot of gators though man yeah those things are they are scary yeah they're very scary. You can like shoot them with a twenty-two, and it won't hurt them. Yeah, you they have a boomstick. That's what this thing. Is. Have you heard <laughs> the, of this boomstick? Yeah. Explain to me what the boomstick is. It's like uh, you get the gator Ooh, right. You got so you got to get a gator. Mm-hmm. When they catch a gator, they put like a but like a big couple of stakes and all these You're hooks, right? Put a couple on like, chickens yeah. on there, and then they uh, tie that to like a tree. Mm-hmm. And then they watch it, and the gator comes, and they eat eats it, and then there's like a pole with a bullet on the end of it, and they just like smash the pole into the forehead of the gator and the bullet just goes right into the brain. Uh-huh. And I think it's got like a little pin in the primer or something yeah. like that. It's, it's like a, it's like a zip gun on a stick or something. It's really low tech, but it's cause sometimes these things get like 16 feet, 12 yeah. feet and you know, and the, some dogs start to go missing and then it's like, Holy shit. We just saw a 12 foot gator. And then, you know, they come and they try to, kill it yeah because it's like the gator's fault you know the gator shouldn't have been eating those dogs <laughs> yeah i love that like they how they blame like this indigenous animal for doing something that it oh can't God. not at, do at bush gardens they have something like a like a 19 foot alligator oh, yeah. in captivity you know man that's giant and that's like you know I mean, it's giant. Yeah, they they don't make them that big anymore. I think because they get they get killed, they get hunted yeah, pretty they get heavily. Hunted and killed, but there's some big ones out there in the Everglades. They're, they're out there in the glades. In the glades. Oh, there's sugar! A, there's a 1,200 year old alligator out there that's a fucking giant. He just smarter, smart as a tick attack. Smart as a TikTok. Eats twice a year. Uh, eats <laughs> twice a year. Always human flesh. And it just shuts his heart down. Just goes shoot. <sighs> Do you see that latest issue of um issue? It was a terrible movie. Riddick, the newest Riddick. I saw the newest Riddick. Yeah, remember when he does that thing? We're like, oh, Riddick can do that? He shuts his heart down and he goes under the water. Oh, he shut his heart down when he went under the water? When he goes under the water, he like shuts his heart down real slow so he can just sit there for a little bit while those guys that are waiting for him up top go away. I thought he was just holding his breath. Well, basically he was. I mean, that's yeah. what you're doing though when you're holding your breath, actually. Yeah, you're slowing your heart yeah, down. Yeah, you're slowing your fucking heart down. Yeah, Riddick like a should monk. be able to do that shit. Yeah, Riddick can, can do it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I don't know if I could do it Hook me on up. command in a dangerous situation. I think I might. No, I might no, not in a high, not even a dangerous situation. In a breakup, I couldn't do it in, in a, a breakup, breakup situation. <laughs> I couldn't do it in a high stress yeah. texting situation. High, but being on another planet, all alone, about to die. Then I could yeah. do it if it's just me, God, and some aliens. Right, because there's no so like societal pressure no, to oh succeed God. when there's no <laughs> social networking scene to worry about. Yeah. Oh my God, I am fucking on it i think i might be that way too i don't know we'd have to like, eject ourselves from this planet to someplace hostile and maybe uh put me in a vacuum that's where i shine <laughs> <laughs> oh 
Let's take a quick break, and then we'll come back. We have Greg Barris here today. Greg Barris is back here on Twisting the Wind. Twisting the Wind. Yo, yo, yo. Twisting the Wind. Twisting the Wind. Oh, who did it? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Who did it? (laughs) So on the drive here, we have like a real nice California drive. Yeah. That was one of those things where, I mean, you must like busy. It must, like, I enjoy these days like this. The evening, spring California evening or summer California evening is pretty pretty fucking oh, yeah. nice i love it the sun, but, setting sun it's warm in your face you're something driving about right it. it yeah windy it's, it's, uh, it's one of those things where um crisp you're like wow you know what california is very nice yeah i love it and i, I imagine it must be very nice for to visit that uh, i would beautiful. love that um, everybody uh, wants to shit on both sides everybody's always shitting on it yeah there's a lot of shit i don't want any of this shit i, like I feel it. like california like shits on new york less I don't know. Who cares? Everybody gets it. Yeah. <laughs> so on our drive here, you were talking to me about some stuff, and I was like, but I, we were like, we got to save it for the podcast. But you were about to start saying something. You said, no, got to save it for the podcast. And all I know is I heard you say something about an appointment and a place near the beach for an isolation tank. You asked me what I was doing tomorrow. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I'm going to the float tank or something like that oh yeah. this guy's like i gotta be in venice at 8 a.m and i was like that's really early and i was like for oh, a hollywood related thing yeah to the float tank or something like man that. so is this the first time you're going to be doing that no i like it it's a thing i've been doing for a long time i'm friends with the guy who runs a place oh, cool it's a nice situation so how many times have you done it uh, i don't even know so for like know. like 10 15 more? Uh, like 250 no way something stupid that's incredible so dumb number what was it uh is it still just as interesting as it was the first time you did it yeah i'm really into it so what do you can you talk a little bit about it like you can just explain it for people who don't have any idea what we're talking about you know it's like an isolation floating chamber where you're like in there and floating on your back and salty water like altered states right yeah like that kind of thing it's nice nice scenario looks really nice it's not like anything weird looking yeah it's very clean and super clean real nice people um and uh yeah it's a nice scenario so you're floating in in saline or salt water floating in highly salinated water and how deep is it it's like two feet so you're laying on your back yeah, no light, no sound, blah, 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 blah. But your body naturally floats in that situation where it's like you can relax? Oh, yeah, you're not using any muscles in any way. Okay. So your body's at rest. Your brain is totally, like, you know, in a resting state. And, and this then, is also, uh, like, the temperature of it is, like, the same as your body, right? Yeah. Got it. So you, so you lay you in that. Up. I know what's up. I know about on. it, but I'm just, I think a lot of people don't know You should about go do it. it. I do. I don't know how, how, why I haven't done one. You know, how you long do you go on for? at 8 a.m. if you want. I don't know if I can. <laughs> what? What? Uh, what? How long do you go in for? Like two hours. Two plus. hours. Is it something where time 
sort of distorts when you're in there? I mean, it depends on, you know, your state of mind. But, yeah, you, you can kind of zone out pretty heavy. So would you say it's like a, uh, it's a psychedelic experience? Yeah, sure. You can also, you know, try to have a psychedelic experience. Is it more like meditative than anything? Meditative? Yeah, you can have a meditation session there. You so what do, you, my, what do you like about it, I guess is what I mean. What do, what's your favorite thing about it, doing it? Um, you want to get real vulnerable? Yeah. You know, it's a nice... Well, you know what I like to do? I like to... Uh, like to get into a altered state and get into the thing. Okay, yeah, I've heard of that. Yeah, and then um, and then have like a session in there, you know. Right. Could do like, you know, have a full on. It's good. I don't even know what how to explain it. What are you doing in there? You're you're in meditating in there, right. but you're also getting into like deep thoughts, stuff that's going on with you. You can right. maybe focus on a problem. You can just like go way out there, go crazy deep into whatever. Have like a. Uh, you know, pretty right. heavy psychedelic experience because you're in a real neutral zone for for that. Yeah, you can go real deep psychologically. You can deal with like some issues if so you it, want to. It you doesn't can. make you. Um, is there ever any kind of paranoia involved in it? You feel like? I don't think so. No, it's a real like safe environment okay. to do anything like that. Is what I like about it. Yeah, I always I've wanted to try one, but I never have, and um, I don't know why I haven't. I guess it's just something where it seems like difficult to do it but it's obviously not well you gotta drive there you gotta take a shower yeah those are two things that typically stand in my way for almost everything driving there particularly yeah you know <laughs> so it's like there you go it is kind of difficult it's not the easiest thing to do and then if you get into it though it's kind of like i guess a hobby or something you know? yeah i guess it's a hobby of mine that's interesting yeah it sounds like a good hobby it's good to check in, do some uh, some checking in to whatever that means to Just you. Just hold on to the, the electric cord for a couple seconds yeah. and see what's coming down the line. What's happening? Do you, do, uh, do you meditate outside of that at all? I used to more, um, and then I, try, I go in and out of phases of it, yeah. I started doing TM about four months ago. Oh, my God. Are you talking about it on the show? Um, not really, no. Can we talk about it? Let's talk about it. Four months? Yeah. How often do you do it? Uh, twice a day, 20 minutes. Sometimes the second half, the second meditation I don't do because of being lazy, but I'm getting better with it. The second so. day, like the nighttime part? Oh, yeah, because you're supposed part. to meditate 20 minutes in the morning and 20 minutes uh -huh. at night. Now, can I, you know, TM is a touchy subject, isn't I, it? It's not for me at all, It's no. not for you at all. I mean, but I don't you're find not allowed to talk about certain specific I can talk about whatever I want. Of, you can talk about anything you want. Yes. But I'm not do like, you not want to talk about some stuff? I'll talk about anything. I really will. I, I mean, want to know. I mean, I think people want to know. Like, what is it? What are you doing? TM is meditation. It's just a very specific type of meditation where... Well, you know, actually, TM is not that new. It's Transcendental new, meditation. Transcendental meditation was... I'm going to misspeak a bunch here, but I think I'm basically going to chart the correct course. Is it was created by Guru Dev, um, and he was brought to, like, the Westerners by Maharishi, who taught the Beatles and stuff. These are these yogis and, in India. And um, they studied Vedic meditation, which is, you know, it's ancient meditation, which um, there's so much, there's so many things that are very intricate and like very interesting, but I just don't know how to how to like you know recount them off the top of my head. Uh, but basically, TM comes from Vedic meditation, which is this very very old uh, form of meditation, like religious 
I mean, it is, even though TM is considered non-religious at all, it still it has its roots in it because it's just by nature. I mean, you can't you can't really extricate uh, meditation from religion to some extent because it's all based on that. But the uh, so those guys, the the whole idea of Vedic meditation is that you are repeating a a phrase or a, a, a mantra in your head, and by doing that, the repetition. Um, well, scientifically, the repetition it, it somehow allows your body, your brain, to calm, and you achieve like a theta, a theta wave state in your brain, which is, it's not like rest. It's it's like deep rest. It's not like sleeping. It's not like um, a wakefulness. It's like this third state where you're so. It's very similar to being very similar to REM sleep, mm-hmm. but it's a little different because you're more aware. But basically, you're you're getting to a your you're hypnotizing. You're basically hypnotizing yourself into a uh, a rim like subconscious state. But you're saying it in your mind or you're out loud. You say it in your mind, yeah. And you do that for twenty minutes. You do it for twenty minutes. That's interesting. I like that. You know, people say you can't talk about it. It's like you know, it's a thing. Oh, uh, I mean, they. You can't. You're not supposed to tell anyone your mantra, which is true. I yeah. Uh, I do. A, I do a joke about that. But really? I do it now. I think I think I've heard you do it. Yeah. Like, I, my mantra. Very... Yeah. Please help me. It's my mantra. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And... <laughs> Good mantra bit. It is. But that's um, the thing. It's it's very simple. That's the thing about TM. It's it's like they teach it to. To people with PTSD, teach it to people, <clears throat> victims of abuse, and like school kids who have like you know a lot of stress because they're either really poor or growing up in an environment that's a lot of violence and stuff. So the, the David Lynch Foundation teaches it I to those book. kids. Yeah, yeah. Dream the the Big Fish guy. book. Yeah, that book is hard to read if you don't do TM because a lot of it doesn't make much. Well, I suppose for you it probably you'd understand it, but before yeah, thanks. I, well, no, because you've you've meditated yeah. and done all these meditative things. But before I started doing TM, I didn't really. You know, I would chant sometimes a little bit of Hare Krishna. Oh. I, I experimented with some uh, Nichiren Buddhism. You know about, about Nichiren? sound stuff? No, what's Nichiren? Nichiren Buddhism is like this. He was this Japanese Buddhist monk who break, broke off from like the aristocracy of not aristocracy. I don't know. I don't know the full the full history, but uh, he s- sort of founded this sect of Buddhism that chants Nam Myoho Renge Kyo yeah. as part of the yeah. So that's like a that. that's a whole other thing, but that's that's very similar to TM, I think. In my my head, it is just the difference is you're not saying it out loud. No sound meditation stuff. I don't know. I I mean, I feel like I do inadvertently because of all the music I listen to, but I don't do any. I'm pretty into a sound meditation okay. thing. Yeah, where it's like um, many different instruments that are like overtonal instruments. Ooh, big fan. Yeah. Big fan. So you get a lot of those types of things, and someone knows what they're doing. You know, who's really good at it, and have, you know, right? And then you do that for four hours. You know, and what that's doing is like, okay, it's putting you into this brainwave state right. for thirty minutes, forty-five minutes. Yeah. Then it's putting you in this one, and it's cycling you through a couple, and it's just like, you know, that stuff. Um, I find that uh, some of the, the times I've really enjoyed meditating in terms of like the Nichiren meditation, and other ones that are vo- that are they're not um, silent. It's basically it's that's what's happening, and in some sense, it's some sort of a because you're creating this audio, this creating this sound that's like you to hear like things go in and out of phase is yeah so pleasant. It's like, you have this like brainwave entrainment, and then you, you can't yeah. even it takes you out of whatever you're thinking of. It inspires thoughts. It's a good thing to get into. Yeah, you know? but I can't do that every day. 
Yeah, I guess you you could do it in some sense. You just every time you go to the bathroom when the fan's on, you just harmonize with it, you know. Then I think it's gonna make it's gonna program you to like have to take a dump whenever you hear that fan <laughs> sound. I'm a big fan of harmonizing with with uh, droning things. Oh, you know what I like to yeah. do is get into a bathroom or like a elevator or something where you find, just the, find pitch. the thing. I could yeah. do it in subways in the city all the oh, time. It's so it was, great. You know, it's like I and I feel like if I do it right, I could probably like. You know, blow like, the train up. Uh, I don't know about blow the train <laughs> up, but like, yeah, break the concrete bear, you know. Yeah, blow the fucking train up. I don't know. Can I say that? Yeah, say it. You said... <sighs> it's so um, liberating. Craig said blow the fucking train up in sarcasm, meaning the opposite of what he said. Thanks, everybody. I meant it, though. He meant it, but when he says that, he's saying it from a comedic perspective and does not mean it. Har, har, har. Hi, I'm the lawyer for twisting the wind. Twisting the um, wind lawyer. Yeah, harmonic, that harmonic stuff is pretty interesting. Into all that stuff, sacred, ancient, uh, sacred tones. Sound. What's like a tones. sacred sound? <laughs> I think that's a sacred sound. Oh man, you got, got any more preloaded? Um, nah, not preloaded. Mm. I got a sacred drum. I have a sacred I, drum. My, our friend Barry told me about that. What did he tell you about? He my just drum? told me you have a drum and that you do this cool thing where you um, put it over someone's head and you hit it and it sounds amazing. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I mean, Barry said essentially that. And honestly, him saying that, I was like, I got to talk to Greg. <laughs> that's what I thought. Because like, that's such a... Tell me, tell me about the drum. Though. I want to know about the drum. You know, it's um, was given to me by a uh, Mongolian shaman who... Okay. Uh, My eyes got really wide just now, like legitimately wide. Who's like... Uh, uh, you know, been doing this thing since he was like a little baby because mm-hmm. that's what his dad did and that's what that guy's right. dad did. And, you know, this drum's made of like uh, the outer. There's like, uh, it's a circle. It's a circle. Like a hand drum, right? Like a hoop. Yeah. And then there's a, uh, there's like a frame on the one side of it. You know, mm-hmm. one side is skin and the other side is a frame. And the frame is made of the femur. Of a oh, dead shit. pregnant woman. Oh my God! You who own that? Died on a Tuesday. Is that legal? That's what they say. They had she had to die on a Tuesday. Jesus Christ! And so, and then, uh, and there's something else crazy about the skin. And so, where did you get this in Mongolia? It was given to me by this guy. Why here. did he give it to you? Hey, we became friends. Got it. So, what what makes this drum sacred other than it being made of this very specific? Which I maybe is not even true. You could be fucking with me. No, I would believe you know thing. what right now I honestly it's one of those things where I'm happy either way either, okay, if, if it's real or not real I really don't care Perfect. because it's just like it doesn't matter to some point it doesn't, to some point it doesn't really matter if things are real or no, fake it's what do you want what do people yeah. want to believe you know? people sure get get carried away with what's real and fake can I roll up another dube sure alright I'm gonna just I'm gonna do it we're gonna keep talking okay do you um okay you see where it is I'll that bag together it's like a, oh, there you go there you see go. that bag this here? There you go, yeah. Everything in there is at your disposal. Perfect. Um, so, yeah, the sacred... Do people say um, dube? Uh, you want to get... You know, do you want to do some sacred shit? You want to go camping? Yes. I'm going camping the 29th and 30th. You want to come? Uh, this month? Yeah, this month. Possibly. Where are you going to go? I'm going to... I don't know. I want to do like Joshua Tree or something. I've never been there. I've heard it's great. Yeah. Um, it's fun. Do you want a mic stand? I think I could... Okay. Yeah, whatever, you want, you know. whatever you want to do. Um... I have a good friend who's been on this podcast a bunch. His name is Patrick Leon. He's like a naturalist, right? Like, he's not actually a naturalist. He wouldn't say that because he's technically not a naturalist. But... Wow. 
technically not a naturalist, but he's like, we've gone camping many times, and he's, it's like being with, um, you know, he's as close to an animal as you can get in terms of with one with nature. That's great. I, you know, that's good to have that kind of friend, yeah. you know. I can camp and stuff, but I'm not like, definitely not one with nature. He's crazy, man. He just is like one of those people where just, he had a job this, I mean, we, we had a podcast about this, and people can listen back to it, but it's, um, it is, let me just pause it real quick, hold on, I'll show you. Yeah, so he's like super um, one with nature guy. My and friend Roger Hales is like that. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it's fun to go camping and be in the nature with people because you learn all this stuff. And also you kind of feel like a lot of times when I hang out with him and we're out in nature, I feel like certain things. I'm like, man, I was sure was being ridiculous about this thing the other day that is, you know, like something ridiculous about um, just the things you worry about. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's way better. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm really into it. I spent a lot of time traveling, like, um, and hanging out with, like, traveling, like, staying with people. Right. You know, and people uh, you know or people you don't know? Both. Uh huh. In, in the last, like, two years. And then um, a lot of time in rural Mexico really? last year. Do you speak Spanish? My Spanish is so bad. No, I don't speak Spanish. Okay. Isn't it lame? I mean, it's so lame. But, so you, what did you go to Mexico for? A woman who broke my heart. Oh, man. In a little cafe just the other side of the border. This bitch. Uh, uh, well, we're friends now. Of course. What do you think of this? She. Contact, we haven't contacted each other in like a year and a half or something, right? So that's not friends. Well, now we're friends. So okay. This is the backstory. Got it. Year and a half. Year and a half after the relationship is over. Yeah, ended sadly. Mm hmm. Heartbroken, right? Um, I'm here four days. She sends me a Facebook message. This is in Los Angeles. Yeah, this is just a week ago. Okay. Sends me a Facebook message. Uh, I read you were in LA. In LA, let me know if you want to catch up. Uh-oh. Uh, two days. I like. I'm like. What am I gonna say? Do I even mm-hmm. want to do it? Just ignore it. Don't write back. Don't open the door to madness. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a mad door. Then I'm like, okay, don't open the door to madness. I'm not going to open the door to madness. And then an hour later, I wrote her back. <laughs> like, sure, Shit. let's meet up. And we meet up. Jess wants to be friends. Yeah. But like, is like legit. Like, let's go do these things together. Things that friends do. She wants to go. We went and watched a movie. Mm-hmm. Then she came to my show. Uh-huh. Then she wants to come to another show. Oh. Then she wants to know if I want to, like, go check out this museum with her. Mm-hmm. Lunch. <sighs> It's a lot of time for somebody who's just a friend. Right. And then it's just like, I don't know. It's too much. That's the door to madness. I think I opened it. I give the same advice always in those situations is disengage. I'm disengaging. Yeah. I'm disengaging. Or I sometimes will say, put her on ice. (laughs) Put her on ice. (laughs) That's my favorite. I've been, I am in a relationship and I have been for a long time. So for me, it's like, it's fun to give advice because it really don't know it doesn't what I'm matter saying. you don't know what you're saying yeah. it all sounds good because it works for you you're like doing okay <laughs> but it's not really relevant to anything that you've gone through well not so much that it just it's whatever i have is so old <laughs> it's like it's like you know it's like giving advice on how to fix your rotary dial phone or something you know yeah it's just not re- as relevant but i also don't think that <laughs> the people people haven't really changed that much you know everything's always been the same in terms of relationships issues right yeah it's always been (laughs) let me try it i got it oh you got it he's got it let's see do you need anything my grandfather was a safe cracker really yeah my my dad was a wig maker and then 
My brother is a uh, he's a field goal kicker. Who's he kick field goals for? For uh, the Boston Mavericks. Is that what they're called? Uh, is that a is that a professional football team? Oh no, it's like an intramural. Intramural, like you mean like a triple A or something like that? Like you know, uh, we oh. all have jobs in marketing, but on you know Tuesdays during the season we oh go to this 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 game. We play a pickup game and okay, no one plays too rough except for every now and then someone gets a little too drunk and says something. So he's not he's not girlfriend. a professional field goal kicker. No, no. Okay, no, no, no. what about are you sure your dad is a professional wig maker? Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Man. That's an interesting job. I'm going to get that. Don't I see don't freak it. It's out. okay. This is <laughs> one thing. You got it there? You got it? You got the you got the control out there, do you, buddy? You know, this is so dangerous. It is. Do you think people feel this nervous when they I wish when I could they operate like, on little children's hearts? Oh, I don't think they do at all. They have that kid's face covered up. They don't even know it's a kid. I got it. I'll do it later. We don't have to be so intense about it. We can talk about anything. <laughs> um, so you have been dating this woman for how long then? Like seven years? Yeah. That's how long you've been doing comedy? Seven? I, well, I, I had been doing comedy a little bit before we met, but um, yeah, for a good a good amount of time. So yeah, so I guess you're... Uh, well, how long did you date this person who you were talking about? Just yeah, like a year and a, a half. Year. Something like that. Yeah, you know, I'm over it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Obviously. Um. I'm actually very happy to be a single person right now in my right. life, you know, because I feel like I get very, I cannot detach mentally from what's going on when things are amiss. Yeah. So it can be consuming. I, and I just really want to work. This is, a, this is a little word from Greg Barris. I'm just looking to work real hard right now. So if you're looking for someone to work really hard for you, that's pretty, <laughs> you guys know, I don't even need to say. So you know where to find me? A strong guy. I'm working. I'm strong. What kind of work are you looking for? You know, in the... Uh, yeah, I'm looking to uh, do some headlining work. Yes. I'll host your seer television web series event. Yes. Um, I can... Um, do acting. I'm, yeah, I have great hair. I can do acting. Mm-hmm. I can be... I'm very physical. I'm a good dancer. You know, I... When did you start dancing? On. I think... Womb, I think the womb. Womb, like T Rex. He danced. Are you a dancer? Do you like to go um, dance? I love to dance. Yeah. Do you like? Do you and your girlfriend go dancing together? No, no. She's much better dancer than she thinks she is. Um, but um. Really? And I, you think you're a better dancer, or you think that you I just think, um, you shouldn't be? Do, neither one of you are a good dancer. Oh, I think I'm good enough. I'm good for a white boy. So do you guys because, go to dance clubs together? No, we probably should. No. Be. That would be. I wouldn't wouldn't mind that. Well, where do you kind of, dance then? Just like at the rare occasion. I don't know. I, I listen to a lot of music, so I tend to dance a lot while I'm when I'm DJing for myself. Because, um, yeah, I mean that's how I started. I, just I, in the house, you mean? In the house. Just you know, together in the house, you yeah. will dance, and then in that moment, she's not a good dancer. No, she's a good dancer. Just she's not a good as dancer. She thinks she is. No, I, other way around. I said I think she's a better dancer than she thinks she is. Mm. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. She's a good dancer. She just thinks she's not a good dancer. So she doesn't like to do it in public. Yeah, that's like most people. I'm a great dancer. Really? I love it. What's your uh, style of music you of choice if you had? I to like choose? electronic, sort of pop, minimal, uh, tropical disco. Min- minimal tropical pop disco. 
That sounds pretty good. It's for like some sort of like Chicago filter house kind of thing. Good, yeah. Or um, what about like Rock Steady? You down with some dancing to some Rock Steady? I don't know Rock Steady. It's like what is that punk? It's like Jamaican music from the late sixties. Oh yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah, I love Jamaican. I, I love uh, Jamaican you know, me crazy. Ja Rastafari, ja, Selassie ja, the first. Ja Rastafari, Ali Ali Selassie. The first ever lasting, ever breathing. Ja praise. Lion of Judah. Lion of Judah. Ites of Ites. <laughs> son. Son, son of, of Son. Selassie. Lord of Lords. King of Kings. Ari Selassie. Rastafari. No tally in this judgment. Ja. Ja praise. Ja. Yeah, hey, he's, he's got a lot of good dance moves. Ja praise. Have you seen the movie Rockers? Are you kidding me? Oh, man. The weird thing about that movie is I've seen it so many times. I think it may be one of my favorite movies ever. And so many people haven't seen Rockers that I think have seen it and probably should have seen it. Because I don't think it's like uh, you can't get it. You can only like watch it on YouTube unless you like, – I don't know where you get it. Where DVD, you get it? man. Oh, nice. DVD. You just buy it online probably. I think I bought it online, yeah. That movie is like... It's not playing somewhere, like no. streaming. Like they'll play The Harder They That's Come. That's what I mean by you can't get it. It's not oh, available, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, on my phone. It's so, not streaming. Uh, it's not totally yeah. like it's really underground. I didn't think it. about that. It's true. It's not It's not streaming anywhere that I know of or ever has been. You can watch it on YouTube and, and I think... So good. Rockers. The best tagline to any movie ever. It's dangerous. It's dangerous. I, and the guy, the main character is great. You just well, love yeah. that guy. Well, you know, he's, he's, a, he's who he is. Yeah, yeah, I think everybody is kind of who they are, yeah, right? That's, um, that's Leroy Horsemouth Wallace, one of the most oh, successful really drummers in all of reggae. So, yeah, I know all this stuff. That's Horsemouth, crazy. he has probably played on like a thousand different reggae tracks. And he has this thing he's, he does where he can tell if he's playing on a song because of the way the cymbals sound because he has different ways of hitting them. He has something called a bash, like a different style of hitting the cymbal really hard. So he does it. Uh, he's just such a fucking badass drummer. It's uh, it's absurd, really. Just the uh, the degree of talent that that guy has, and all the people, all of his contemporaries, but they're really kind of unknown and never were really rich or not unknown. They're just they're not the, the amount of praise that should be heaped upon them is is very very falls short. Totally, people don't know any of those people. Yeah. But there's these guys. Some of those guys are just. I mean, I have a look, like a long. You know, like Snoop Lion. Snoop, yeah, exactly, like Snoop Lion. It's easy to. Uh, there's just so much about Jamaican music that's hard to, to not just want to talk about for hours because it's, I don't know. It's the best. Yeah, and those guys, we wouldn't have rap music. We wouldn't have uh, DJ culture. Wouldn't exist. The police. Yep. The police. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, one. That's a definitely a band. The police would have a hard time being the police. Do? I don't know, man. I think he would probably be like a marketing executive or something. Oh my god, he would have been. Yeah, he would have been good. Done a good job. Oh my it. god, some kind of global. He, he yeah. would have been Steve Jobs or something. Yeah, because he's no. so intense and charismatic. He would have been the guy who just you know is like I was the head of IBM and then I was the head of this and that. that. Canary in a coal mine. Canary in the cold mine. I think my bird is dead. I don't know. I'm, I can't. I'm not good at making up reggae songs. I can't either. I can't because just me. Yeah, I feel like I've gotten too close to reggae to make fun of it now. Mm-hmm. It's 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 a hard place to be. It's religious music. It is. Well, some of it is. Yeah. Uh, it became religious music, but initially it was just. You know, they say R&B. I and I because yeah. they thought the first and 
Howie Selassie's name was an I. Yeah. You know? I didn't know that. I thought it was something more to do with um, taking away the, oh, I don't know, it's some weird, like, taking away the collective and, I don't know. Maybe, I like, think. Instead of saying we. I don't know. I, I don't forget know, all man. that stuff. I forget all my, I don't know. all the Rasta, Rasta lore I've read. Um, so what else can we expect for Greg Bar- from Greg Greg Barish coming up one of the things to turn around here. Greg Barish is um, Greg working Barish. on a, a lot of stuff right now. I right. mean, he is an international composer. Ah, I love international composers. And we all know the work that he's been doing in the uh, aerospace technologies. Yeah, the Schwelkock. Uh, yeah, it's faster right. yeah. than the speed of smell, uh, which mm-hmm. is actually a lot faster than people. It's faster than the speed of electricity in a vacuum. So really? there's that. Wow. Um, so a lot of parties. Water, we're going to go to some water parties? Water parties. Okay. Uh, Greg Barris is going to be at some water parties um, coming up. Okay. You can see him. hanging out. Yeah. What about where people might still see you perform comedy coming up here in a couple yeah. of weeks or months? A couple of weeks and months. You got any big dates or plotting out in the future there? Going to huh? be in Austin. Yes. Austin. Texas. When is that? That's a show called Friends in Town with Roger Hales, Got me, it. and Brooke Van Poplin at the Velveeta Room. Good. I believe something like May 9th and 10th. Cool. Whatever that Friday is, there's three shows. Then Chicago, two weeks later. Nice. Same crew. Same crew. Look out for us there. It's like a little tour? Yeah. A, a micro tour? I do a boutique tour with nice. some people, and I try to keep it going. Oh. We, you know, hey, if you ever want to do a little boutique Dude, tour. I'm trying to set up a boutique tour of myself. Of my own right now yeah. for around that same time. Actually, more of a June thing, but it'll happen. So look out for that. I'll be in Pioneertown, California with Neil Hamburger on May 9th, everybody. Oh, that's fun. I think so. I think it's May 9th. I like that guy. He's the best. Greg. Also with Clow- Clownvis, and I believe, I don't know who else. Clownvis. Yeah. Some good, it'll be a fun one. It'll be a fun weirdo night out in Pioneertown. I don't know what to expect, but... I don't know if I've ever been to Pioneer Town. I have not. Um, very few people, I think. Oh, have. is that where that? What's the name of the place? I don't know. There's like that one famous place there, right? It's probably like Elo that. and Arby's. There can only be so many venues there, Chloe right? And Tim's. You yeah. guys know. You'll figure it out. I like. I look at the. I look at the recorder when I'm talking to the audience. Hey guys, yeah. So figure it out. Um, figured out. Find me May 9th. Find Greg. And Austin, and go see him in Chicago and everything. Is there any like closing story you think you would be would be good? You'd like to sort of. Just you know, let it linger. Like a what genre of story you think? I don't know. Maybe like a personal story. Maybe something like an anecdote about um, growing up or what you learned when you left. Maybe something about uh, some nutritional things. We, I mean, we we got started talking about tinctures. I wish we could talk about tinctures some more, but it's very interesting. Uh, maybe if you have something else that's like a tincture thing that you do that you think would be like, because here's the deal. Pretty much anything, I'm going to find it interesting. If an article could have existed about it at one point in time, or does, or may have, I'll, I'll think it's interesting. Yeah, you should get into tincture stuff, especially if you well, have like you know long-term health yeah. stuff. It could help you. I think I might, because I, I, ha- I did for a while make my own sauerkraut, and I found it very tasty and very healthy. Oh, yeah. You know, you got a lot of enzymes in there, oh, and that fermentation, shit, that's the whole thing. Man, you get some enzymes in there. I'm telling you. Are you doing okay. kefir, anything like that? Oh, I do. I, I do yogurts out the fucking box, baby. <laughs> I'm a yogurt guy. Yeah. Like, if go. there's a yogurt out there that I haven't tried. Probiotics, not, you do that too? 
That's that's part of my probiotic regimen. Yeah, I also eat a lot of dirty leaves. You don't just fucking take down like you know pr- pill probiotics. Well, stuff. I don't think those are viable because they're not. I mean, I think that uh, you have to have whatever probiotic has to be suspended in a cultured status. Otherwise, it's not going to be viable. I think the pills don't work. You even think like some of them, like the refrigerated ones? Maybe, but I think they're also a very narrow bandwidth of bacteria. That's true. Yeah. I'll agree with that. And that's the thing. That's, um, that's the thing about the whole digestive health thing with bacteria is most of those, like like yogurt has maybe, what, nine at the most different bacteria, more like three. And your gut has like 5,000 different fucking bacteria. Yeah, so man. Get it. It's kind of like... Raw food. Yeah, you got to get raw, baby. Get that raw food in your stomach. Okay. Get that raw food in your belly. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll get do it. Get that raw food in your mouth. You got an anecdote? What's up, dog? You got like an anecdote or anecdote. something? Anecdote. What's happening? Maybe I'll maybe we'll do it like this. I'll say a couple words, and if it brings to mind a story, you'll say it, almost like an improv. Okay, yeah, here okay. we go. Um, catalog. Catalog. You're gonna do a couple words? Yeah, I can do another one. If nothing springs to mind. Catalog. Not getting anything. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm great uh, at improv. Uh, that's okay. It's okay. How about um, shorts? I have a uh, real tiny pair of shorts in my backpack. Got it? Yeah. That's what that makes me think of. <laughs> you have them just for what? Like in case you got a... Did a photo some... shoot today. <laughs> All right. Did a photo shoot today and uh, you know, I was told to bring a bunch of different stuff, so I brought those. With the tiny shorts. Tiny shorts. How'd it work? I didn't wear them. I didn't even wear the tiny shorts. Yeah. I whipped them out and then I got a big no. Yeah. <laughs> no on those tiny shorts. It's like tiny shorts are only loved by those who wear them. I, have, I feel like I have nice legs. I bet I can see that. It's possible. Thanks, man. Yeah. Thanks. I think, um, uh... Anecdote. I got, uh... You know, I don't even know, man. You know, it's like so many different things in my head. It's like, I just yeah. keep wanting to talk about girl stuff, you know? But yeah. it's also like, everybody should be over it. I'm just over all the girl stuff. But obviously, it's still in the head, though. It's in the head. It's like, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, like, man. the girl stuff. You gotta shut that down. Shut it down. You gotta either get in the pool or go to a different hotel. Does yeah, that make sense? There you go, man. I'm getting to a different hotel. I'm go to a different Roosevelt. hotel. There's a pool there. There's probably two pools there, baby. Do you hang out there? No. Yeah. You kidding me? There you go. I DJed there once. I um, that was fun. You DJed? Yeah. Dance party? Yeah, it was. A, it wasn't so much a dance party, but you know, I tend to, I tend to throw on some heaters though. I've got some heaters in there that people don't know about. They're like, "What the fuck is this?" Whoa! Yeah, What's some... one heater? Oh, no disclosure. I mean, it's okay. I'd say uh, right at the top of my head, I'm thinking "So Fine" by the Icats. That's a pretty hot track, nice. and I got the original 45. <laughs> so you know, it's real hot. Yeah, I like that. I don't know. I still got some heaters in there. I don't even know a lot of the heaters I have. I can't think what they are, but they're just. They're there, and I'm like, oh, yeah, you, baby. I love dance parties here in L.A. They're fun. I want to go to some. If anyone out there knows of any while I'm here, mm. invite me. Okay. I, I went to one of these uh, club called Ronda parties. You ever go to any of those? I heard about it. I was supposed to DJ one of those. Ah, that was fun. And a, um, you know, I was like chasing after, I was chasing after a girl. You're going after some thing. tail? Yeah, I was going after the whole thing. But then I, because I was chasing after this girl, I was, ended up in a, a room with the, with the snacks. chromatics. Oh. Do you know the chromatics? The band? Yeah. They're uh, really good. I think I've heard of them. They're pretty like tropical disco, minimal. Okay. Fun. Fun. The chromatics. Groove. You get into a real sweet, the, sweet groove. Because there's the plasmatics, which is not them. Nah, different yeah, matics. Different matics. So yeah, there's Steve Maddox. Steve Maddox, um, oh, Steve Madden. Hmm. 
Maddox Williams. Short. Shad. Candle. Candle. You know, I was thinking about this the other day, or actually maybe today, is the sign Handle with Care. Yeah. If you did the spoonerism of that, it would be Candle with Hair. Spoonerism? Yeah. Spoonerism? I don't even know what a spoonerism is. Spoonerism is is when you uh, flip and you... Send after linguist James Spooner. That's when you, you just flip stuff. When you when you it's like a speech thing when you flop. Like if your name is Greg Barris, your name would be Breg Garris. That's a spoonerism. Okay. It's because it's like a thing that your brain does sometimes without you knowing it. You ever do that? You ever say that by accident? You say something, you flip two words like I'll flip some ah, stuff. Yeah. My chips are lapped instead of my yeah. lips are chapped. That's a spoonerism. Yeah, but candle with hair is a pretty fucking great spoonerism. Candle with hair. <laughs> candle with hair. No. <laughs> candle. No. Oh no! I meant That's to say. That's a decorative candle. Don't like, light it. It's only for decoration. The, the best thing about that is it's 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 so far from handle with care, but also not. It's not. It's right there. If you had a candle with hair, you would probably handle it with care. Yeah. Candle with hair. Candle Candle with hair. A tincture. What's this tincture made of? Candle with hair. Candle with hair. It's an extraction. It's candle with hair. Candle with hair. The width of this hair is the width of a candle. It's very thick. When you will know when the width of the hair is the width of the candle, thine shall be the right time. And you are Dread Soldier. (laughs) (laughs) Maddox. Maddox. Okay. Thanks for listening. This has been Greg Barris. Are you on Twitter or anything? I'm all over it. On Twitter? You got a website probably? All the stuff. You got Just it. look it up. Yeah, find Greg it. Barris. Click, 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 click. Buy now. One. You can buy now. It's easy. It's simple. Buy now. Buy now. Buy, buy now. Buy now. Buy now. Now. Section. This is the musical section. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Twisting the Wind musical section. Long been almost forgotten at this point, but you know, that's fine. I can do whatever the fuck I want to do. Um, I like how I'm always asserting that, like, on this podcast. Like, hey, just a reminder, I can do what I want. I don't, and it's really not me saying it to you. It's me saying it to me for some fucking unnecessary edification, which that's a, that's a great little phrase there, <laughs> unnecessary edification. Um, okay, so here's the reason, mainly reason why I haven't done the musical section in a long time. One, I keep... Not knowing what I've already talked about before, so I'm like, oh, I want to talk about this band. I'm like, wait, did I already talk about them? Because they're so good. For for one thing, there's about three or four bands I'll never talk about because they're too good. I think I've said Harry Nilsson, maybe uh, Sly and the Family Stone. Um, there's probably uh, a couple other ones. I'm just like Booker T and the MGs. I just feel like I can't. Like, what can I say? I've already already done this with some people. I've already disgraced some people by thinking that I have the ability to talk about them with any kind of real sort of uh, j- justice, any j- j- diligence to who they, what they represent. 
But I don't know. I'll probably talk about those artists I just mentioned at some point. But the bigger thing is more of a clerical problem. Uh, I don't know what I've already played, and I need a, need our. Where's our intern? Intern, come back and do the thing you did before, where you made a list. Because people asked for the list. They asked, asked for the list. They 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 people asked. People asked for the list and uh, we, pro- we provided it for them on the facebook page and other places and this that's the problem with this podcast there's no central location i mean obviously there's feralaudio.com but in terms of like all the stuff all the fucking goods there should be like a tumblr page right are you an intern create like a robust t- tumblr that's searchable and we can put all the episodes up there they can stream from there I'll put all the music links do all that shit okay thank you so that's the big reason why I haven't done one of these in a while was because I didn't know what I've already played. But this is one I know I haven't played for sure because I just learned about this band. And I learned about this band through this podcast called Twisting the Wind that you're listening to. Also, the email, in case you didn't know, is twistingthewind at gmail. Feel free to email me with um, if you have comments, if you have questions, if you have musical recommendations, if you have uh, you need some advice. First and foremost, I'm looking for advice. Not looking for advice. I'm looking to give advice because that's what I do. That's my job. I'm a professional advice giver. You know, you know, guys, you got, you guys know me, Nini. So I got an email from somebody. Very, uh, very low key, simple email. Hey, you're uh, thinking about like the way our band sounds. Simple as that. You know, not not a hard sell. And I'm I'm doing some clicking. I'm you know I'm, I'm wrangling around, ranging around, ambling on this computer here. Not a late night, but a night. And I click on this link, <laughs> and I listen to this band called Wolfpack. That's V U L F P E C K, courtesy of one of its members, Mr. Jack Stratton. And uh, I'm instantly sort of just fucking taken. I'm like. Like just fucking swept up and like, oh damn, this is this is like a sound I've heard in my brain but never actually heard. You know how there's those sounds where you hear something once and you're like, oh well, well that was beautiful, but that'll never happen again. Or like somehow you encounter something, you just wish you could hold on to that sound. This first sound, song I heard was really just like a real fucking slap in the face of like a butter slap. If butter didn't leave like a like a fucking remnant, like a smell. I have that problem. You have that with butter where you consume something that's got butter on it. It tastes good, like a, like a croissant or maybe like some butter popcorn, but more likely a croissant. Uh, parce que la cuisine de français, c'est très bien, ouais. Oh, très, très bien. J'aime bien beaucoup les croissants. <laughs> Mais français, c'est très... Uh, it's not good. I just wanted to try that out. How was that? How was that for some fucking bold adventures and speech? <laughs> uh, but this shit was like a butter croissant, man. It really is. I'm not kidding. It's just like instantly... I'm always very wary of things that are instantly likable, like especially in music, because typically that means they are trash and they are disposable and they are like the lowest common denominator. But this was something where that's that this sort of like broke that fucking mold in my brain, the the uh, instantly likable mold, because I'm still listening to them four or five days out, and it's just like. Um, 
I mean, I'm, I can keep describing it, but it's just like this, they've managed to wrangle this tone that is sort of, um, I think, kind of disappeared. Once we, once we ejected from the 70s, this tone just got lost. There's something, there's something about this tone these, these gentlemen have that is just so, um, it's so bright and shiny and so like, I don't know, it's like a, it's like a, like a kid, isn't it? Like, I don't know. <laughs> it's just so, uh, I feel like it's unaware in a way. It's just so earnest and, and fun. It just makes me want to fucking do like a walk through like a field and just like scream at a car how much I love it. <laughs> These are all really bad analogies. Okay, I'm going to play a song for you now. This is from their latest EP. It's called My First Car. It came out in 2013. You can buy all this stuff, which you should, and which I did on their band camp, which is, um, which is vulf.bandcamp.com. So go to that. Bandcamp, a fucking great website. A real good website there, Bandcamp is. A real good website is this Bandcamp website, in case you haven't used it before for stuff. Great way to buy music. Great way to listen to music. Oh, it's a great... You music man. So here it is. This song is called "The Speedwalker." This is the first song I heard from them, and it just blasted me. Allow yourself to be to be sweetly blast traveled with this musical in- intervention of sorts. <laughs> Thank you. 
who's walking away? Oh, that was Wolf Wolfpack with Speedwalker. How goddamn can you just can you handle it? It's like it's like everything. It's like it conjures up about a thousand different things. I keep thinking like I'm getting to the department store before it closes, but I slid in there like on my socks or something to buy some shoes for this thing I'm going to make. It's like perpetually making something just in time in the best part of the 70s. That's what I feel like that is. Yeah, The Speedwalker by Wolfpack. It's on their EP or an album. I don't know anymore what you call anything. It's got six songs. It's kind of like... It's kind of riding that line there. <laughs> My first car. Get it on Bandcamp, wolf.bandcamp.com. This band is, comp- is comprised of Joe Dart, Joey Dosick, Woody Goss, Theo Katzman, Jack Stratton, and Antoine Stanley. They all play different instruments, but I'm not going to, like, you know, do that thing. But those are all, like, unique names. Those sound fake, guys. If you're, I don't know. I'm talking to them like they're listening. But So, yeah. God, get it. Just, you like it. You just like it right away. Something I just noticed just now is that the album cover for this album has a Volvo with a fucking Minnesota plate on it. Wow, it got even better. The Minnesota fucking plate. That's me, baby. I'm from Minnesota, so I like that. Other cool thing about this band, I mean, not just cool, like exceptional thing about this band is that they... Did this really badass piece of art slash uh, commentary slash like prank. I don't even want to call it, but it's definitely something that I take a huge props for. They have an album called Sleepify, which is available on Spotify. And this album does not contain any music. It doesn't contain anything. It's like 12, 12 or so. 30-second songs that you're supposed to stream while you sleep because they're trying to... This this band, Wolfpack, is trying to fund a tour and by using the money they get from Spotify. If you don't know, Spotify is a bunch of fucking bastards and they pay nobody nothing. Like, the, the, the number is something like 0.003 cents per streaming of a track. It's something like like Radiohead makes a hundred dollars a year, that kind of thing, or like Beck makes like eighty bucks <laughs> for the year, because they're just it's so fucking skewed. And it's that beautiful thing. We're like, oh, we're, yeah, we're we're giving the music to the artist, and we're allowing them to break out the new ones, you know, so the the, the new people they can see the new works. Um, we're doing it as a charity. We don't make no monies. You know, not off the ads that you have to listen to that you can't turn down. If you do turn it down, it knows and it stops. Hey, I want to know about that fucking spyware, huh? How does Spotify know when I turn it down? Yeah, fucking A. But these guys did this. So what they did is they made this album that you are supposed to stream while you sleep. <laughs> while you sleep. And they made it so uh, they did like so the time... The, the minimum amount of time they made the songs the minimum amount, minimum amount of length to be to be considered a song that counts for a streaming uh, credit in terms of their monetary their fake monetary system that Spotify has. So basically, these guys created this awesome thing that um, everyone should fucking take part in. You should go to Spotify and just re- put this shit on repeat while you sleep. And I supposedly 
that earn nets them like I don't know like six some some amount of money like like five bucks a night or something like that if you do it right and it, you know in mass effect and is that am I saying that right I don't know if if it's done if done in large enough numbers these guys will make a significant amount of money to f- to fund their tour which they deserve every fucking penny of for this genius idea. So, uh, while you're sleeping, stream spot, <laughs> stream sleepify on Spotify, slim, stream the wolf. I can't speak. You got it. You got it. You got it. You get it. You got it. You get it. You get it. You get it. You get it. Okay. I want to play one more song from this band. This one has some, I want to just say it's got some serious bass work as a former well, sort of former electric bass player and partial follower of Jacob Pistorius. I feel like this song is a real fucking doozy. It's from their album previous to the one I played before. It's from an album called Volmich. Volmilch. It's German. I don't know how to fucking say this. Volmilch, something like that. V-O-L-L-M-I-L-C-H. It's called A Walk to Remember. And I think you're going to like walking back into the song after you hear it. So don't take my checkers out of the box until you check this out.
you just stand it, baby? Can you just stand it? Can you just stand it? Can you just stand it? <laughs> That's a walk to remember by Wolfpack. Back. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. I don't know what they're doing there, but they just fucking do it so much. It's like the thickest experience I've had in years. I feel like that is what goes in. It's in the head of a large, like, fat insect that still is able to fly. Like, that's the song it hears as it putters around through the air, just, just fucking buzzing. Like a big, like a large beetle, like one that goes like, when it lifts off, like a helicopter. That's what it is. If you're like that kind of big ass beetle and you're getting like, let's say you go to like some big electronic fountain display and you just sort of ride those, those up jets of water. That's what they did. Well, they did it with bass and stuff. Man, what a fucking monster that bass player is. Holy shit. It's like fucking death tone, man. I'm just getting blown away by effortlessness. And you know what? It's got restraint. How do you do it? How do they do it? How did it happen? It's a, <laughs> it's a really good band. It's real good. Go to, go see them on tour. Go to Bandcamp and buy their fucking music. Buy it all for the price, for the price of a couple cups of coffee. You can have all three EPs from Wolfpack. Okay. So get on that, honey. Get on that baby. Get on that money bubby bung chuckers. And thank you for listening to Twisting the Wind. I want to thank you for tuning in to Twisting the Wind. Please be sure to rate and review the podcast on iTunes. Please be sure to tell your friends about the podcast if you like it. Please be sure to go out and tell people you don't know about the podcast please be sure to donate money to the podcast please be sure to go to feralaudio.com and access amazon.com through feralaudio.com specifically the twisting the wind portal and buy a bunch of things that you need so thank you for listening to twisting the wind my name is Johnny Pemberton Good day. Good night. Good afternoon. Good night.
National Security Agency to assess and flag citizens of the country who may present a threat to its security. The NSA has clearance to wiretap by any means necessary. Tapped. Incidental recordings of private conversations from the files of the NSA. Now on feralaudio.com.